Okay. Um, next card. Next card. Rasputin. Rasputin. So, like all good Rasputin cards, every word needs to be commented on because they all, <laughs> all kinds of things. But yeah. So we start with what we assume is either the message code or the timestamp. But for now, mm-hmm. I mean, the one thing I can pick out is it says CB in the header, and I assume that means Clovis Bray. And yeah. then we just need to figure out what JRS stands for. Yeah, um, it follows a, a almost identical format as every other Rasputin timestamp or message header that we've gotten. I think, if I remember, all the other ones have like a an N or a V to start it. Yeah, I think it's a V. I think it's a V. Yeah, I think it's a V. And this one doesn't. Uh, other than that, it has like this the exact same. There's three numbers, three letters, three numbers, three letters, three numbers. And so we, yeah. you know, we're we've yet to be able to decode what they, what it means to, or what it stands for. There was one part where it mentions um, one of the other cards. It was like CS one one hundred, and it but it referenced that as a timestamp, like as of CS one hundred the hard kill civilization event is, has occurred or something. So it, it kind of it yeah. does kind of imply that it's a, a timestamp of some sort, but for Rasputin, it could mean, it might not mean time. It could mean place or right. a date or something. As, so we don't as of message encoded this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could mean anything, but it does definitely implies that it's a, a set parameter that Rasputin is tracking or as of, as of this point kind of thing, a reference. I'm yawning. Yep. I'm not <laughs> yawning because of you. I'm yeah, yawning I was gonna because say that. it's almost 2 a.m. <laughs> um, okay. So what's interesting is he, so this has come up again and again, and he talks about assets, Polaris, imperative. And so there's been questions about like, what is Polaris? Um, and so in, you know, in our world, in our reality, Polaris is a star system and it's the North star, um, which is actually a triple star system. Um, they just, from our distance, they all kind of bleed together and look like one star, but, and then, uh, but you know, that doesn't really have a lot to do obviously with Rasputin on Mars. Mm -hmm. And then we've got also like Polaris could be an acronym. It could mean something along the lines of like, Petawatt Optical Laser Amplifier for Radiation Intensive Experiments, which is a research project at the University of Jena. Jena. Um, mm. So, like, you know, it could be code for giant laser. Um, but what it's kind of yeah, weird. We, kinda, we later, get like a mixed result in like the past messages he sent to also, because on a couple, two of like Rasputin 3 and 5, it's. Um, assets subtle and assets force con, which sounds like just another code or another um, maybe command. But then on the sleeper simulant, it says assets cosmo, which is which implies it's a location or a place. Right. So it's, and I it's do, hard to know exactly what this is. And I start leaning towards that um, mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I kind of get that's the impression I get on this one too. And so there is no reference to the. Hellas Basin or the North Pole of Mars as being referred to as Polaris in our reality. But if we go down in a little bit, it says, you know, this is a Polaris assets imperative. So he says that again. This is an, mm-hmm. an internal alert. And then I'm just going to call out something that will jump back up. 
But then he says, average Polaris temp. And so it's like, okay, well, clearly he's referencing the ice, you know, mm-hmm. unless he's referencing yeah, I I, the laser temperature, but I kind of doubt that. So, yeah, I can't remember specifically, but I think there was a point where they referenced either in the stream or maybe it was on one of the, um, the videos that Bungie released this week where they mentioned the, like the area being the Polaris region or the Polaris region of Mars. Yeah. And kind of every, all encompassing like the Hellas basin, the, um, the whole, the ice caps as a, yeah. as Polaris. So, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that this is just, it, this, this is location. This, yeah. This yeah. is Hellas basin location. Um, so Rasputin yeah. says multiple distributed Polaris axons report increased sterile neutrino patterning correlating to increase in average Polaris temp. And so a few things there, I didn't know this, but I looked it up. So an axon is, it's the portion of a nerve cell along which like impulses are conducted. And so mm-hmm. to me, that almost says that, um, Polaris axons, like essentially it's like the net, it's the, you know, the neural network around the Polaris region. Yeah, I, I could see that. And then as you've pointed out before, the sterile neutrino patterning generally correlates to taken as we learned mm-hmm. from Asher Mir. Yeah. It's, it's, unknown, it's unknown for us, um, you know, for Asher and Ikora, every time like, they were, their sensors report sterile neutrino patterning whenever the taken appear. But, you know, as we mentioned uh, on the, um, the cryptarch card, you know, or was it the Zavala card? I can't remember, but it was like that, that's their perspective. You know, right. they see the taken, well, they see sterile neutrino patterning. Well, and at this point in their mind, they're one of the same. Whereas, well, yeah. So like one of this, point, I would say the, it could also be when a hive cuts in, you know, cuts into our space from the throne. Right. Like, we just have no reference to it, so it could very easily also represent hive, or mm-hmm. yeah, or, or, or uh, right now gods. I'm assu- I'm assuming yeah, it's I would say to it's, do with darkness. Yeah, I would say it's safe to assume it's it in, it involves the power of you know the deep, or the darkness, the worm gods, um, you know, and consist and it goes down to the taken. So like, so I w- don't know if I would say it's always. I, I wouldn't say it's always taken. So like, I wouldn't take this line as absolutely we're going to have taken but yeah, it could be no. read you know this mean you know maybe the, the worm this could be a hint at the worm god being in the area the worm god might have this power to you know cause this uh, to, um, on the show up on the the sensors right so um and so then he says reactivated aerial seismic analysis detects high quantities of non-native organic chitin and so I looked up the word aerioseismic, and it's interesting. So you might know that Ares is the Greek god of war, and then the Romans associated Ares with Mars. So, Are- so Aereo is a combining form that means the planet Mars. So when it says aerioseismic analysis, it's saying planet Mars seismic analysis. Yeah, and... And seismic is just you relating to like earthquakes or vibrations in like the core, the crust of a planet. Right. So and so it's and from the trailer, yeah. obviously we know that this line is basically just referring to all of that ice cracking and hive climbing. You know, all the hive activity mm-hmm. that we see in the Anna Bray trailer. That's what this is likely referring to. 
and then Chitin, Chitin. Um, generally, that's just a reference to something with like an exoskeleton or the cell walls of fungi. And so in Destiny lore, the reference we have is that Oryx kept his prisoners so that he could turn them into Chitin for his ships. Um, but basically, non-native organic Chitin is referring to like, you know, the exoskeleton of the hive, you know, mm-hmm. the bony outgrowths we see on them and things. Yeah, so it's um, a lot of, you know, again, it's just hinting at the, the hive being yeah in Mars. And it's uh, the, these the earthquakes or these, you know, Mars quakes that are, uh, you know, they're being detected there showing high quantities of, uh, of chitin. <laughs> I just realized when you said earthquakes, like that's probably the whole reason I know, they I was, said aerioseismic because... Yeah, because it's not an they're, earthquake. Yeah, they're not, they're not, not an earthquakes. earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, more, I said that. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Marsquakes. Uh, Axon 5 Sierra's event footprint includes evidence of vermiform parasites. And vermiform just means having the form of a worm. So... Yep. So there's worm parasites. Evidence of worm parasites. Yep. And I like this. I think this kind of um, goes into your uh, hypothesis on what uh, axon is. It's referring a, a specifically to this card being like the, the network um, kind of right. uh, wires or path. And uh, you know, axon five Sierras, you know, it implies that it might, that gets a, Specific, a specific node on the network. like line or node in the network. Yeah, and it's receiving that evidence. So, yeah. And then we have <coughs> one hypothesis on event mechanism: flag a causal possibility of hard civilization kill event is non-zero. So that's fun because non-zero, you know, <laughs> it's not zero. So. The possibility yeah, of, hard, not zero. of hard civilization <laughs> kill event is possible. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we've got some uh, some chitin. We've got some worm parasites. Um, there's definitely a possibility we could have another civilization kill event. <laughs> yeah. And there's a sterile neutrino patterning. He's probably th- thinking this is looking kind of familiar. And yeah, and so what's interesting is, so going back to what card was that? So this is Ghost Fragment, Rasputin 3. And he said, this is talking about kill events. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't get a location on this. It just says Force Con Imperative. And then it says Cauterize, Disperse, Estivate. Total strategic collapse imminent. Fenrir Heart reports complete operational mortality. Searcher drown in progress, negative effect. Forecasts unanimously predict terminal Voluspa failure. As of CLS 000, a hard civilization kill event is in progress across the operational area. What is cool, interesting about that though is, I mean, we've always assumed, because up until now, Rasputin has always been a Cosmodrome thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always obviously assumed that hard civilization kill event across operational area was referring likely to the Cosmodrome. But for all we know, the operational area was Mars because there is no. Um, yeah. There's no indication of location on this card. So we have That's very true. in this, you know, cancel population protection objectives. Well, there was plenty of population on Mars at the time. So 
it's very interesting. Yeah, and then obviously when you when you combine it with the mysteries <laughs> card where he talks about you know meeting it at the garden, so. Which yeah, this could very well be uh, referring to Mars and not necessarily Earth. Yeah. So, so did anyone wondering where else the hard civilization kill event reference comes from? It's from Ghost Fragment Rasputin Three. He also mm-hmm. mentions that. Um, nice. He again checks variable average Polaris temp, and it is greater than or equal to melting point. Melting point just sounds like a sweet protocol to do something awesome. <laughs> we don't know what though. So. Yeah, but you know, in um, like chemistry, you you learn that like melting point is um, like this a specific temperature at which a given solid will melt. So basically, it's getting really hot on Mars. <laughs> yeah, and what is and what is so interesting is it's also again, a perk on well, Titans or it was on indeed one. That's true. I'm just thinking going back to the our whole discussion on perspectives because mm-hmm. yeah we have Ikora thinking okay the traveler's light is what is causing the ice to melt and because up earlier in this card he just says uh, let me see we have sterile neutrino <clears throat> sorry sterile neutrino uh. <clears throat> there we go look at my voice go <laughs> sterile neutrino patterning correlating to increase in average Polaris temp so Rasputin's, so, you know, noting a correlation between the temperature rising and the neutrino stuff, mm-hmm. but he hasn't said what, like, but there's no yeah. indication of what actually caused that temp to rise. And I'm just thinking back again, because he's like, oh no, the temp's nearing melting point. But then it's like, okay, but if Anna's perspective is correct and the Warsats crashing into the ice are what's causing it to melt then it's like, so are we saying that Rasputin wants it to reach melting point? And he's mm-hmm. actually checking the temp because he wants to be waking up the hive. And so there's kind of this question there of like, wait, depending on which perspective we're looking at, is Rasputin responding to the traveler melting the ice? Or is Rasputin trying right. to melt the ice himself to get to melting point so he can release Zol? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and even kind of gives the hint that you know if the melting is connected to the neutrino patterning, you know if you know, maybe Rasputin's not doesn't have anything to do with it, and he's just re- like he's just responding. And then if the traveler didn't have anything to do with it, then is Yazol has he figured out a way how to melt the ice, or has something? Is there still something else? that we don't know yet. <laughs> right, and because this goes back to the Cryptarch's card of what was the weapon or the thing that caused mm-hmm. the ice to f- form in a matter of days. And so, because you're immediately thinking like, okay, well, if it was Rasputin, couldn't he use the weapon again? Or mm-hmm. maybe not. Like, So there's some good questions here about what, what really is causing this all to happen. Yep. Uh, and then the next line is, is cool because this one goes into... Uh, the the cards we read last week, um, the Tyra card confirmed that Charlemagne was uh, does exist and but is a submind. Yeah. Um, so then this next line it says, "I'm assessing available Voluspa and Charlemagne resources." Um, and just so this is the way it, it clumps them together, it pretty much confirms that Voluspa is a submind as well, um, considering that they're 
he's assessing them both equally like and together and we know charlemagne is a submine right and so i made a twitter thread on this which i will reiterate a little bit here and so yeah so obviously we, and then, uh, we, we know what is interesting too in Resputin 3 you were just reading it and he talks about you know they forecast unanimously predict terminal Veluspa failure failure so you know and that was also a, a an if then uh, moment in the Rasputin 5 as well right you know if Veluspa is in failure then oh sorry so it's very interesting yeah so and it's kind of, it's I think it's cool that they're they're connecting those now too. Yeah, and so the question then becomes like, okay, we know one hundred percent that Charlemagne is a submind now, and then the mm-hmm. question is obviously, is Voluspa a submind? And if so, could that include other things like Fenrir and Surtur and Martell? Yeah, and yeah, it was a very good Mahalati. thread. Uh, um, I'll, yeah, we'll put it. Also, I'll, I'll summarize with, with it Anchor, real quick. are you able to yeah, I'll, I'll put, put it, it in, in the, the notes. notes? Yeah, we'll put the link in there too. But, but yeah. can summarize. But to summarize real quick, yeah. So what, what's interesting is that like Rasputin, there's a ton of mention of Norse gods in the old Rasputin cards if you read them. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, are these Norse gods protocols, subroutines, or are they subminds? And so we have... Um, let's see here. So there's some indication that they could be submines because there's lines saying things like um, Rasputin synapse to Fenrir Surtur. And generally you don't synapse to something if it's just a subroutine. You know, you're right. you're connecting with it, a mind synapsing to another, you know, part of the mind. So that kind of indicates or leans toward that they're subroutine ugh, that they are not subroutines. Um and then we have things like Fenrir Heart reports complete operational mortality. And generally a subroutine won't necessarily like report. I mean, it could, but generally you would just query the status of the sub- subroutine yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a little vague. But then we have other things like that are very obvious where it says Voluspa subroutine to Valen Forge, purpose strategic arming of human forces. And so there it seems pretty obvious that Devalon Forge is a subroutine of Voluspa. Mm-hmm. Um, but lo- all said and done, it kind of goes down to almost every time that Rasputin mentions these things, it's a two-word combo. You have Surtur, Drown, Fenrir, Heart. Um, you have Devalon, Forge, Loki, Crown. Um, and I'm probably forgetting one. Yeah. And so the question is, okay... Even Karhe White, Karhe White. Yeah. yeah. And so the question then is, is the first word a submind, second word protocol? So the submind searcher is running the drown protocol. Submind Loki may or may not run the crown protocol. Um, but anyway, it's a good question. I, at the, it is. And because, you know, at the very least, I think, Voluspa is a submind. The question really mm-hmm. just becomes. Yeah, at this point, we've pretty much. Um, well, we don't know if the other ones are still active, but we know Malahati or Malahayati from the uh, old Russia cards was a submind. Um, Charlemagne, Voluspa, and I'm pretty sure we can say that Martel was a submind at this point. Yeah, Martel, we know, was at least in a Warmind core. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a parent which was redacted, which now we could say is Rasputin. 
but mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it's it's conjecture but it's got some interesting questions and then given the association of charlemagne in the same sentence seems to indicate submind yep i'd agree so to close it out i am assuming control of atmospheric defenses warsat comprehensive and invoking aurora palisade and now i kind of uh, i just i like the the first line on this too because you know i'm assuming control of atmospheric defenses you know the war basically saying he's assuming control of the war sets and i think this i like this line because it kind of closes the um you know what a lot of people are saying it was a, a retcon with charlemagne and destiny one where in the sleeper quest you'd get the uh the war set core which would have had the if you get them from when you got the ones from earth that would have rasputin as the tag if you got the one from mar uh, from the moon it would say rasputin but the one from Mars had CHLM, like for Charlemagne. And so pe- a lot of people use that as, you know, he was supposed to be the war mind of Mars. Um, but they're saying here, like, bas- they're basically implying that Charlemagne was just in control of the atmospheric defenses of, of Mars. And this is now... And, and possibly other, taking that other over. components. And it could have been, yeah. Yeah, it could have been of, in charge of other components but as yeah, well. But, but this, this is Rasputin now taking that over. This essentially says that Rasputin crashed that war sat for us on Mars for sleeper simulant, not Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's interesting here. So he says, Oh, even I would say it, even at that point, that could have been Charlemagne, right? If he's taking um, control of it now. Yeah, I guess. So a good thing to mention is yeah, we don't actually know if Charlemagne as a submind currently exists. Like that's true. We know we have confirmation that Charlemagne was a submind, and we have Rasputin assuming control of the resources, but we don't actually know if he's taking control from Charlemagne and Charlemagne is like, oh, okay, here you go, or Charlemagne's dead and he's just like, okay, I'm going to take these war sats for myself. Yeah, yeah, Rasputin could just be assessing what resources they still have available, but maybe not them them personally right they might and, not be available. and honestly indications would be that all submines are kaput given yeah, his given other cards. given his statements about i am alone and my brothers and sisters all died so, yeah um so he invokes aurora palisade and a palisade is you know it's a fort it's a structure a defensive enclosure it's just you know a a general defensive positioning in place. Um, so when he says mm-hmm. he's invoking Aurora Palisade, he's saying I'm invoking defenses. You know, I am in, I'm circling the wagons, and I'm yeah preparing to defend the area. Yeah. And people might recognize the word Palisade from the Iron Lords cards, um, because he invoked. Palisade when the Iron Lords were approaching Siva and then he wiped them all out. But I think it's important to note that this isn't the same thing. Um, so there he invoked a Palisade, a defense using Siva as the weapon. Here he's mm-hmm. invoking a defense, but Aurora is the weapon. And I think we can see obviously from all the previous references here to atmosphere and war sats 
that he's essentially invoking a Warsat defense. Yep. Which then makes you wonder... I, I do have a theory is, that Siva will be involved, but it is very on a very thin thread at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you're like, okay, but if he's using the Warsats for defense, why is he purposely crashing them into the ice? <laughs> yeah. You'd think they'd be better to shoot lasers from the sky. So, you know, there's some questions here about what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, well, and I could just go back to Cryptarch... Uh, Reinhardt too and you know perhaps a lot of the Warsats just aren't as aren't completely functional or maybe they're damaged and so maybe it could be that while Rasputin might have control of them he doesn't have full control over them he doesn't have a comprehensive you know all the weapons at his disposal yeah so and that's how that card ends all, it basically just ends with him taking control of these assets. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I assume, and I assume this card kind of ends essentially with him. It's kind of running almost simultaneously to the cutscene with it, with you know Honor Bray. But yeah, I think so. that would time wise that would be what I'm yeah. assuming as well. So we'll find out. All right, and that's the end of that entry.